2: now
4: All right, folks, welcome to Nino's Corner.tv. I think this is going to be YouTube worthy. I'm with Matt Boudreau. He has a hell of an Instagram channel, at Matt Um, And I find what you do very important, Matt, because there's, and especially this is a big show for a lot of single mothers out there. A lot of single mothers out there, you'll need to listen to this show, take notes. This guy's doing the work, it's incredible. Uh, Matt Boudreaux, uh he's a high-level Uh, He has high-level work he's done. He's created multiple schools, actual buildings, to mentor young men. Um, It is called Apogee Strong to mentor young men, and he has an Apogee Strong for dads. A lot of households right now are missing the father figure, uh, a strong male figure, and you're providing that with these these schools. And you're helping, especially single moms, helping them with the development of their young uh yeah. boy or older, I guess it goes goes for both men and and women right
5: yeah so the schools the physical campuses are for both uh, young men and young women so k through 12 young men young women and so it's a real it's a real education it's not schooling and i always differentiate between the two because they're not the same thing so we've got real education happening at the physical campus when,
4: when you say real education yeah. because what, yeah. what i always tell people is what we're looking at now is indoctrination camps. I mean, they're they're programming the children at a young age,
5: and yes. they and the government basically raises your child. That's exactly right, on purpose. Right, right. It's, and even now, you know, I'm all for good humans that are teachers and administrators. So this is never a knock on them. But even the system itself, man. So you and I grew up going to these same kind of conveyor belt schools, right? Now you you boxed, correct? Right. I was always, I was always ditching school. (laughs) uh, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were i'm sure you are but so you box i kickbox i had nine fights in the cage so you and i have both done our fair share of combat would it have been the same thing if we had gone in and sat down at a desk and had somebody tell us this is what combat means this is what it's all about you're going to go ahead and write a report on combat you're going to write a report on your favorite boxer you're going to do a trifold board on your favorite boxer and then now you're a boxer <laughs> never obviously that's different yeah. <laughs> than getting in the ring and i got to learn how to throw yeah. i got to learn move years and years, like, years and years and years and years of as schooling versus education you see the difference yeah. so that's what so experience that's what, bingo experience matters so you're hands-on with these kids bingo bingo and they're hands-on whether it's starting businesses whether that's helping run the day-to-day of the school themselves whether that's uh, taking on internships whether that's taking on apprenticeships real education right so that's the K through 12s real education for young men and young women. So you,
4: United you, Canada. your, your business partner is Tim Kennedy. He was a, wasn't he a UFC fighter? He was a fighter, wasn't he? Right, Tim Kennedy. Uh, yeah,
5: top top level, top level fighter uh, in the UFC, and and uh, you know, special forces operator. He's an all around. So he's team.
4: a man's man, and he's joined forces with you. How many business partners is it? Just you two guys.
5: So just as so on the school campus side, we have there's hundreds around the globe. I mean, I'm talking close to 300. Uh, around the globe. On the Apogee specific side, it's myself and it's myself and Tim. And that encompasses the umbrella of yes, we have some physical campuses, but then we have the online, you know, for the young men and we have, um, the dad's program and we have the home education program. All of that is under that umbrella.
4: How long did it take you to, to, to formulate and put these, to do these together? How long have you guys been doing this?
5: Yeah. So Tim and I have been working together for just coming up on two years now but you know people, so how long did it take to put it together well it took it took me two decades of being in schools to see what was missing to see what was needed right and then working with organizations as a keynote speaker i was getting hired to come in because they're going hey man we're hiring all these young people they're really good at school they suck at life can you help right. us help them not but they're suck?
4: missing in their home they're missing those things in their no, home. all the
5: figures I, gone
4: i mean the government figure. has successfully this has been an agenda
5: Yeah, 100% it has. And so not only has the father been stripped out of the home, right? And so we've got so many young people who are facing fatherlessness. We have a lot of young people who still even have a father physically present, but he's not present, right? We're talking, he's doing this. He's a perpetual child. He's still a boy. That's so true. Right. He's still a boy. And because we have a boy who is now trying to raise some other people, that's ineffective as well. So we're trying to combat both of these issues where these are the real epidemics.
4: So, like, there's no real men. There's no alpha male, you know, Far too few. I mean, really, I mean, you see it everywhere now. And, th- and that's yeah. why I think they're getting their this agenda of this confusion that they're setting into the children of yes. what gender am I? You know, like you have a strong father in the household. That shit doesn't happen.
5: That's right, man. So what you have is you've got these young kids and a lot of these young men. You're exactly right. They're craving leadership. They're craving attention. They don't know how to get it. So the trendy way to get that attention they're not getting is to claim something that is a mental illness.
4: You know, some there's a story that sticks out to me that, that when I knew that we were up shit creek without a paddle, I was driving to Albuquerque, and there was a car pulled over, and it was a young a young girl and a young guy. They looked about 19, 20, 21 years old, and they are pulled over on the side of the road. And I was like, man, I, I want to stop and see what I'm going to help these kids, right? And, and so I pull over, and I stop, and I go, what's going on? And, oh, we broke down, this and that. I'm like, oh, man, what's what's wrong? I'm thinking it's their engine. Yeah. It was just a tire. flat tire.
5: It <laughs> was a tire.
4: It was a tire, and he didn't know how to change it. Man. I mean, something that simple, man. Right. That's so right. I showed him, I go, here, come here, man. Come here for a second. And I showed him how to change a tire. I changed the form. I had him do it, really. But I showed yeah. him what to do. And he was yeah. all, thank you so much. They, they didn't even
5: know that. See, so now you're talking. So there's multiple levels that play out here, right? You've got the very basic skill sets that should have been taught to every young person, right? you got those very basic skill sets right there. But then you also have the day-to-day what is the mindset? What is the resilience? Have I gone through some hard things? Have I taken on responsibility and been made to do some chores around the house? Do I have a purpose? And by the way, I'm learning all of these things not even just from what dad is telling me to do. I'm watching dad. Does dad have a purpose? Is dad somebody that's going after goals? Is dad somebody that's like, "Yeah, let me shoulder the responsibility. Let me show you son how we protect other people, how we provide not just provide, like I put dinner on the table and then you never see me again. How do I provide spiritually, emotionally fit? Like all of those things, we are missing so many freaking layers. You know,
4: I I had a very, I still have a very strong father figure. He's, he just turned 88 yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I call him El Jefe, right? He's the boss. boss. And um, I'll never forget. I came home crying one day. It was around sixth, seventh grade. I came home crying. I got punched in the face by a kid. Um, kid wasn't even that much bigger than me, but I came home crying like a little girl. And my dad go, "What's wrong with you?" And I and I, it was the neighbor. The kid lived about five houses down, and I told him I got punched in the face. And I was already well into boxing, but you know, I just the kid struck me in the face, paralyzed me, and I freaked out. I came home crying. I felt like a coward. And my dad said, "What's wrong with you?" And I said, "Oh, the kid down the street." And he goes, "Okay, well, come with me. Let's go down there." I'm like, "What are we going down there for? What are we going down there for?" It was just just come with me, and he walked me down to the kid's house, rang the doorbell. And the father answered, and he goes, listen, let me, see, let me You bring your kid to the door. He punched my kid in the face. And I'm like, oh, okay, my dad's going to take care of it. No. Kid comes out, he goes, fight. You guys are going to fight right now in the front yard. And I was like, and I did it, and I beat that kid's ass. I And that day changed my life forever. And then, and people can say what they want about that situation, about that experience. But my dad right there at that moment taught me how to stand up for myself and face adversity. And, it, I'm, you know, people can say what they want about that, but it helped well,
5: me. Here's the reality. It's a microcosm for everything else in your life, right? Yeah. So you, now what you realize is that you are personally responsible for handling, metaphorically speaking, whatever is coming and punching you in the face. Whether right. That's from a relationship standpoint, whether that's from an economic standpoint, right? And you now have to provide for your family. And all of a sudden you got laid off. You don't, Do you roll over and, and die? Do you roll over and no. cry? No. You get back up and you get in the fight. Yeah. Right. So it's that metaphorical. It's that metaphorical thing that carries. That's those lessons that carry and they transfer over. And that's my some, one of my biggest issues with school too. Is the lessons that carry over are not lessons that help you in life. The lessons right. of blind obedience. The lessons of you know whoever is claiming authority, I listen and I subject myself to whatever your agenda is. Like it's these lessons that are stripping us of what real masculinity is, which is honorable and virtuous and character driven and, and purpose driven, right? And it's that. So I love that. It's a metaphor for so much.
4: You know, I tell everybody I'm a I'm a big man, I'm 6'5, 260, and I have a little man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. So
4: let's let's get let's get into this. So like, what kind of programs do you have at these schools? How do you go up, how do you go about teaching people how to homeschool? What do you mm-hmm. teach at these at these actual Uh, structures at the buildings themselves, what what kind of programs do you have?
5: Yeah, it's a really good question. And So, you know, it it gets... People go, okay, there's so many different... Like, why, why don't you guys just focus on one thing? We are focusing on one thing. We're focusing on building strong young people, right? But we understand we've got to come at it from a multitude of different areas. So we've got some people that can, they can go to a K through 12 campus. And so we're like, all right, great. So when you're there, you're learning how to think, not what to think. We focus on Socratic conversations. There is no, the adult doesn't get to tell you what his or her belief system is. They're responsible for just going, why do you believe what you believe? How can you articulate that better? Uh, How can you listen to somebody else who has a completely different point of view? And how do you go, okay, uh, I actually like your evidence better or my evidence versus your evidence, civil discourse, right? Through conversation. So we're teaching them how to think, not what to think. We're also teaching them to set their own goals. Who are you? What do you want to do? What are the problems you want to solve? And you can start solving those now. You don't have to wait to check off some arbitrary box because now you're 18 or you're 22. And I no, start solving these problems now. What do you want to do? So our kids are creating businesses. Uh, they're either creating a new business every year. Or they're taking them into perpetuity every single year. They're setting their own individualized goals. And then they're learning to collaborate around other big projects as well. They're taking responsibility on campus. You walk into one of my campuses and you've got real food being cooked by a high school student who has hired middle school students. They have learned how to cook. They're cooking real food and they're responsible for getting all the orders out, you know, for, for the kids that have bought, uh, that have bought hot lunch, right? They're taking on real responsibility. And then as they get older, they're also responsible for getting out into the community, internships, apprenticeships, real world experience. All that means is what happens is when they're done, when they graduate, they have an idea of who they are. They also have self-confidence because they've done hard things. They've challenged themselves. They're not sitting in a in a mock, you know, faux prison being told what to do and when to do it, regurgitating something for the sake of regurgitating. So they can get this little a that's dangled out in front of them, right? They're actually doing things. So they're, they're adults. You know, I always tell people, I know a lot of 12 year old adults and I know 40 year old children, they're adults yep. because they're, they're worth. They're, they're, they know their worth, and they're taking on responsibility, right? So you got the campus level there. We've got other families who are like, "Hey, we're not near any of your schools, or we maybe we can't afford that. We're going to home educate, but we don't want to recreate school at home because we know that that's dangerous. What does that look like? So we've got that tribe that we provide resources, just projects and challenges to give to their kids every single month. Uh, and then we jump on weekly calls with them just to help walk them through it, answer any questions, make sure they're solid
4: i've I've always been a bit confused on homeschooling. I don't know how you would go. I don't even know how you go about that. so you have a program like you have legitimate like when a kid graduates a class or whatever you 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 guys send them a certificate that they pass the course and then' going on to the next grade. How does so that see, work?
5: <laughs> yeah, so see what what we're trained. you're everybody in this country is born into a cult. That's Correct. how I frame it. You're I, I born agree. into the cult. You're born into the cult of schooling. Right. And there's this old saying, and I wish I could remember, I'm gonna have to look up who it is because I want to give credit where credit is due. But um somebody says, you know, birds born in a cage think flying is an illness. Oh wow. Sorry. Oh wow. So you're yeah. born into the cage Oof. of schooling, which makes you think there's certain things I have to do, right? Well, your slave masters have told you, here's how to be a good slave. So what happens is even families that get themselves outside of that cage and go, okay, now we're free. The cult mentality goes, Uh, oh, but don't I have to do what the slave master says I have to do over there? Don't I have to check off this box that the right. slave master told? And you, the, the long and short of it is you don't. So we're showing families how to actually just live in freedom and sovereignty, and you bring your kids along with you.
4: It reminds me of that picture I've seen on the internet. I don't know if you've seen that picture of the elephant tied to a plastic chair. Dude.
5: It's a huge elephant
4: tied to a plastic chair, and it's just standing there.
5: Brother, I I use this example, how you train elephants. I use that example in so many of the talks that I do with parents. (laughs) <laughs> because it's <laughs> wow, the elephant the elephant can rip away at any time. Yeah, it yeah. just thinks they can't. That's representative of ninety nine percent of the people in this country. Because you're born into the cult mentality of schooling, so we're going look, man. You don't actually need that. You need real education. So we're providing teaching people how to think, not what to think. Bingo, and how to build a life that they want. How to decide and how to take action and how to move forward and build. I ask anybody, what the, you know, what do you want for your kids? Well, I want them to be happy. I want them to be productive, you know, members of society. I want them to be healthy. I want them to understand how to have good relationships. I want them to be able to build the life that they want. Cool, man. How are you going to do that? Well, they got to go to school and do algebra. Bullshit. That's not it. Now, could that work? Does that does that small component is that a necessary component for some people? Maybe, yeah. Is it for everybody? No, that's a, a blanket statement. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Right. Is there a specific time that has to happen? No, that's not a real thing. Well, I don't want them to get behind. Behind of what? What does that mean? I'm 43. You're 43. If I make a lot more money than you, does that mean you're behind? What does that mean? If I if I have if I have a really good relationship with my wife and yours sucks, does that mean you're behind? Does that mean I'm? I ha- None of these concepts are real. But right. For some reason, we've been taught that in school. That's a real thing, and that we've got to go through this. And what we're doing is we're prepping our mind to be a slave forever. So we're getting parents. So we're
4: breaking out the slavery with you. you bet. That's exactly what we're doing. So, what kind of people do you have coming in to mentor these kids? I mean, at, at these build at these uh yeah That's schools a great like,
5: yeah. So people coming in there, and then on the the Apogee side, on the Apogee Strong side, you know, we have these young men who, again, we're giving them projects and challenges every month. We're giving them workouts. We're giving them readings. We're interacting with them on a day to day, and then they have weekly meetings with the best of the best of the best. So when you're saying what kind of people, um, gosh, man, I, I can start going down a list of a proverbial who's who. So Andy Frizella has jumped in there. Zuby has jumped in there. Obviously myself and Tim Kennedy, um, you know, so Frank, fighters, you know fighters, fighters, oh, uh, Navy uh, Seals, sure. Navy men's Seals, men. Ray, Ray Care, men's men, but they're good men doing good things, right? So we've got Jeff Hoffman, who's the CEO, you know, of Priceline.com, right? We've had, um, you know, Frank Grillo, who's an actor, Brian Callen, who's an actor and a, and a comedian, right? These are all guys that become friends. They're all in various um, fields, but they're doing high-level work, and they're good men, and they're character-driven, and they're coming in and helping mentor these young men every single week.
4: Do you have a – so there's the men that are excelling in their field? Yes. So do you ever have – like, um, you know, I used to do this at schools, and I did this for a, for a long while, was anti-bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Do you teach any kind of development like that, um, anything on anti-bullying or kids that are being bullied? Do you
3: teach self-defense, um, how to keep yeah. away, anything like that?
2: Order now.
1: Flare Flare.com.
5: so on the physical campuses you know we'll offer self-defense uh as far as the physical campuses go for the virtual programs we always recommend it we'll bring in people like tony blauer and you know some of these guys who are absolute ninjas in these fields obviously a lot of the ufc fighters right but the bullying uh topic is also something that is that is nuanced one of the best ways not to be bullied is Well, just make sure you're physically capable, right? You make sure you are capable and not bullying somebody yourself. We we talk about being the savage and the gentleman. Be fully capable of being the savage if you have to, but operating as the gentleman and taking care of things. You know what I mean? So we promote promote that part of it. Bullying happens in schools partially because of the structure of schools too. School is meant to create bullies. The structure itself is meant to. To create bullies, that's and, and I
4: think honestly, for you me, it was a that. necessary part of my upbringing. I feel like it's it's a pecking order, and I think some kids, instead of being scared of it, you got to welcome it because you to bring out better attributes of, of as yourself, as a in character and as a man later in life.
5: You've got to understand how to be competent and, and handle. And again, that's metaf- It's a metaphor for everything because you'll get you might be the toughest guy on the block, but if you're subservient to somebody else as an employee and you're getting bullied by your boss. You still have guys that can fight who are going, okay, sure. Sounds good. and They're being mentally beat down, right? Or they're being emotionally beaten down. So again, it's a metaphor for everything. So when we're talking to anti-bullying, do you want to be physically capable? You bet. But you also should be mentally capable. You should be able to communicate. You should have a purpose. You should have a drive. You should have an understanding of how to achieve and accomplish because then nobody can bully you around anything. Where do you see the better results? Do you see the better results from the homeschooling programs or the actual um That's a great, that's a great question. And I will tell you, there is no better results. There is just who um, who latches on to it better. And here's what I mean by that. We always take the approach of, you know, you've seen the Matrix? Oh, yeah. So we take the, the approach of more like a Morpheus, right? Yeah. We're like, look, man. We're going to have a whole bunch of morphesis coming your way. We're all going to open all of these doors for you. We're going to ask you to come through these doors. We're going to red pill your ass like we're going to just, here we go. <laughs> Good. Right? Yeah. But are you going to walk through? Because here's what I won't do. I won't spend all my time trying to save one person who does not want to be saved and drag them through and push them through. Like right. not, It's I, a waste of time. It's a waste of time, right? All education- There's other kids that want the help. Bingo. And all education at the end of the day is self-education, right? You and I can have this conversation right here. I can tell you all kinds of things. I can lecture you. I can give you experiences. I can do all kinds of things. But if David doesn't decide I want this, it doesn't matter. You've got to own it. And so it's the same thing for all of them. We're going to open doors, open doors, open doors. Do you want to go through it? Same thing on this program. Open doors, open doors. Do you want to go through it? So it, it doesn't matter which program they're going through it matters it's not the x's and o's it's the jimmy's and joes right it matters if they're going to walk through those doors
4: do you offer some kind of counseling for the kids Are there's are there counseling for the kids like can you like do you have maybe zoom calls with some of the kids that do you offer that in the
5: schools so in the schools we don't necessarily need usually need a counselor because everything we are doing is proactive in what really actually makes a difference right you're going to be physically active you're going to have a purpose you're going to eat real food and stop eating shit food we're going to talk about making good decisions wow you to... teach nutrition hell yes wow so you're doing the whole you're covering all the bases we're, co- we're we're covering the reality of what you need to know not what school says you need to know beautiful they're not the same thing wow not the same thing so when you i want to go <laughs> dude i'm telling you it's the best <laughs> it is the best. It is the best. And by the way, that's what we're doing with the young men and the apogee strong. what we're doing with the dads. Here's what actually needs to be done. Here is the, you know, school is like, um, you know, it's like, uh, you, you know, at some point you got to go out into the world and the world is the world values a, a good three point shot and it values a good crossover. So school's like, all right, cool. Yeah. We'll teach you to play checkers for 12 years and then release you. And you're like, wait, that doesn't help my three. No, it's a completely different freaking game. So we want to play the game of how you for what life actually needs, values, respects, rewards. You do that now. You don't have to wait. And that's another myth is that young people aren't ready for that. That's garbage. They're ready.
4: Right. And, you know, they did a a survey. I don't know who did that. My sister just told me this is just just dawn on me right now. I'll bring this up right now. My sister told me there was a study that was done for kids in China that, you know, China controls TikTok in China and they control TikTok in America. Right. And when they did the the questionnaire for kids in America on what they want to be when they grow up versus the kid in China, what do you want to be when you grow up? The kids in China were astronauts, biologists, doctors. The kids in America, hands down,
5: influencers. For sure. For sure. They wanted to be influencers. And they don't even have any idea what that means or what that entails. They're culturally distracted. And we've done that in a number of ways as well, man. Um, It is the culture. It is social media. It is a lack of parents. It is a lack of physical activity. It's jabbing them with everything under the sun. It's medicating them early and often. I promise you, your five-year-old young man does not have a methamphetamine deficiency. I promise you, he does not. So get him off that garbage. Right? There is there's all those different ways that we are beating down the young people. And what happens when you beat down young people? Well, they turn into messed up older people. Mixed up kids yeah. at the age of 30 and 40. Bingo. Who are now having other kids and have no clue how to raise them because they've never grown up themselves. Right. That's so the what do you what, find ourselves you know,
4: in. you know, you hear women complaining all the time. And we're going to take a little turn here. But you hear women complaining all the time. There's no good men anymore. And I, I can't agree more. To me, when I go out, there's times I go out in Austin and I go out in other cities. I go out for a little bit with some buddies and and I see the men are so they're boys. They're little boys, like you right. said earlier, that are also, it seems to me like they're carrying this more feminine energy that I've never seen before. And it's it's and most men have that now in their 20s and 30s. And what I'm seeing. And right. I remember when I used to go out back in my day, men were more masculine. It, it just yes, it sir. just it was just the way it was. Yes, and now I'm seeing like this more feminized man, more emasculated man. Um yep. and and I I always stress to the women I go it's not just the men, it's the women too. You yep. know they have they have they've yep. fulfilled an agenda in the sense that yep. they've been able to break apart families by tearing down the man, building up the woman, making her more imp- feel more important, more independent. Um man haters, you know, you, you know you got tons of that. What's your viewpoint on that?
5: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's that it is that intentional divide, right? So one of the most important one of the most valuable things we have ever done um, in in my own household is that as soon as we had our first child, uh, my wife stopped working to take care of the kids. And we never looked at that as like, oh, you're less than and that's why. Are you kidding? Every job I've ever had only exists to support her job of doing that because it was by far the most important thing, right? And she leaned into that. She was the most feminine version of herself so that I could be the most masculine version of myself. It's, it's and one and part the part. other, not one or the other. Bingo. It is the yin to the yang, right? It's not double yang. It's That doesn't work. It's not the same thing. So that's, that is where we've been in society. So the women try to counteract it by trying to be more, um, by trying to be more masculine. Right. And then the men are trying to kind of trying to meet them by being more feminine. And that's, we're feeling like that is the balance that we're supposed to both be the same and it's causing more issues than it ever should. I should be the masculine protector, provider, presider. That is what I'm doing. And it doesn't take away from her. It elevates her. And in respect, that elevates me on my side, and so we do this together.
4: So you know, people need to understand, and that, you know, this to me is not a conspiracy, but the globalists have been hard at work to break apart families. And That's another, true. and one way they do it is through the schooling system, through the through a uh, through propaganda in the in the media by showing the you know commercials of the dumb fuck dad on the couch playing with the remote while yeah. the, the the woman comes in and tells him what he should be doing. I mean, they've put this out there so hard to society that they've destroyed the man's role. Do you agree with that?
5: That is correct, sir. We've dumbed down, so we've made – you know i love what you said there because a lot of the tv shows a lot of the media we perpetuate okay we you know we, we the fat lazy dad dad bod like that's a cool yeah. thing right like it's oh like it's cool to now be unhealthy and fat and out of shape that's garbage right like it's uh you are it's okay to be the homer simpson you know where you're kind of this bumbling buffoon as yeah. long as you're okay to be the will ferrell right as long as you're funny right you know even know you're kind of a jackass, yeah. We, made these the standards and said that this is cool. This is okay. And then we have said the alternative to that is toxic, right? If you're, if you are in good shape and you do make money and you do say, Hey man, get your shit together and you do hold standards, then you're toxic. I can promise you. And I know, you know, this is a fact, the most physically capable men we know. And I know a lot of very, very dangerous men, they are also the most humble. They're the kindest. They're the first ones to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, to open doors, to help a stranger, to pull over and help somebody fix a tire, right? They're the givers. The weak men are the toxic men. Agreed with that 100%, oh. but that's been that's been done deliberately. Absolutely has. Absolutely has. So the only way to right this ship is for this side to be – louder and not in a beating our chest self-aggrandizing louder okay
4: so see that right there a lot of women will take that and be like oh i don't want alpha men are toxic just what you said it's the opposite most world champions that i've been around and i've won six belts i don't consider myself toxic yeah maybe sometimes they're in there but but most men that i that, that i know that have been world
5: champions are the most humble sweet people Nicest human beings. Yes, nicest human beings. I was in Austin. I didn't realize that's where you were. So I was in Austin last week because that's where Tim is. That's where Tim's at, right? Um, So I went out there. Well, I'm in El
4: Paso. I just got back from Austin.
5: Oh, are you okay? Got you, got you. We're
4: being invaded right now.
5: So I was out. Yes, you are. Um, I was out in uh, in Austin with Tim for a few days. And uh, every morning, you know, before we got to work on all the things we were working on, we were going in and having workouts. So we went you know, jujitsu one day and we we're working with, you know, Victor Hugo and Gordon Ryan and all these guys that are the baddest dudes on the planet as far as jiu-jitsu goes. And then the next day we we're going in kickboxing and kickboxing we with Sean Apperson and we we're with, um, you know, uh, Shane Steiner and we're with just these freaking savages and we're all beating on each other. And then when we get done... We're hugging each other. We're saying, man, I love you. How can I help you? What can I do for you? We're going to restaurants. We're opening doors for strangers. We're paying for strangers' meals. We are because that's what we're here. Like that is what protection also looks like, man. We're looking out for everybody else as well because we don't have to beat on our chest for anything. And right? you teach these that's, attributes in the schools. You better believe it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We teach these attributes to the young men in the schools in the Apogee Strong program. It's exactly what the dad's program is about, is stepping up in all these areas of life so that you're actually making an impact. You're changing the bloodline by changing who you are. Incredible.
4: You know, I feel like I'm talking to Daniel Day-Lewis. Do you ever get that?
5: Dude, you know what's so funny? Oh, I did. will you there will be blood. I mean, seriously, I, bro. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Here? That is hilarious, man. I had never gotten that until about two weeks ago. John Lovell said, Hey, by the way, I loved you in that movie. And he sent me a picture of him.
4: Wow, I'm like, what is That's
5: this? So I, funny, know, I was like, geez, man. I'm like, wow. That's really funny, man. Yeah, you got an Academy Award. It's good. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? So Take a look at, at Matt Bodro on Instagram is probably where I'm most active. You can email me directly, Matt at ApogeeStrong.com. Um, and check out what we're doing at ApogeeStrong.com or ApogeeStrongDads.com. Well, well. What's
4: a link I can give them to put in the description box?
5: Apogee.com. So both, yeah, either ApogeeStrong.com or ApogeeStrongDads.com. Both of those are great. ApogeeStrong.com. And what, how do people get started on this? So Apogee Strong, th- for the young men, that is open enrollment. So if they go in there and they've got a young man that's, you know, we'd like to say 12-ish to like 18-ish, um, then they can go in, open enrollment. They can get started anytime. any They'll get their onboarding materials. They get logged straight into our platform, and they'll be able to be eligible for the next mentor call that week. Like, we can get rocking and rolling on this. For the Apogee Strong dads, check it out. Um, but we do ask you to apply because I don't want... Uh, the reality is Tim and I don't want men that we have to... F- Th- that are coming in, going. I've got nothing to offer. Fix me, fix me, fix me. You got to vet them, well, kind of. We got to vet them, so we want to make sure that. Yeah, look, there's no such thing as a perfect guy. There, everybody needs help somewhere, and that's great. But you have to know that you do bring something to the table, and you're ready to put in some effort. So, have
4: you turned down men that that have? Well, we've turned down a ton.
5: So right now, to launch, <laughs> like what class... kind of guy do you turn down? So right now, we we're launching class one in January. We've had over 400 applications so far, just in this past uh, in the past month and a half. And I think we're starting right now. I think we're starting, if everything stayed the same, 60, 65, 70, something like that, right? Total. Because there's so many guys that are either coming to us one of two ways, which are both bullshit. One, I've got nothing to offer. I'm a broken human being. I'm a piece of garbage. Help me, save me, fix me. Nope. Not going to do that. Not interested, right? Especially if you're asking. Wow. That's scary, yeah. right? Or you got the guy coming in going, dude, I should be running this with you guys. So of course I'm right. And it's like, dude, you're look, Tim and I will both tell you both are toxic. Both are toxic. Both are weak. Right. So we're looking for a guy that's got his priorities straight. Like, Hey man, I need to level up and I need to do it for my wife. I need to do it for my kids. I need to do it for the future. I need to do it. Like they have priorities. They have a sense of a vision of a purpose of why they're doing this. And they go, look, I bring something to the table. I've done some things, you know, we got a lot of, FBI agents and law enforcement and fire and some really some good dudes. And they're like, but I also still need help over here. I still need help over here. That's who we want. Cause those are the guys I, that are real. Those are the guys we can be side and by you,
4: side. You have this in Austin. You have a place in Austin as well.
5: So we have Tim's physical school in Austin. We have the sheepdog response, uh, Program in Austin, which, you know, we bring in all the jujitsu and shooting and self home defense and, and all that kind of stuff. But the Apogee Strong dads are going to be located all over the place. And then we're going to come together physically. We're going to have multiple locations that we're going to end up launching.
4: So like, let's say the single mom that's out there that wants her, her
5: son to be yeah. a part of this. What does she do? Yep. So she should just go to apogeestrong.com and she can enroll him right away. He can get rocking and rolling. Um, we will have live events. We will have mentors that we have placed in various parts of the country as well. So we can get some boots on the ground. Um, and we will connect if he really has a, no dad at home. We'll also connect him to one of the Apogee Strong dads who's going through that program with us so that he has a one-on-one father figure that he can always connect with. They're always going to all the young men are going to be able to connect with us, too, to me, to Tim. Like, they're always going to have that. But we just want to put as many good voices around that young man as possible.
4: Well, I, I appreciate you coming on, Matt. This is uh, one hell of an Here's interview. Mine. I'm going to put this on YouTube tonight. Uh, I just got to think of what the title. You got any ideas? <laughs>
5: Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's a lot of ways we can go, man. Send me a text. Do? What you think? Is, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send go, you a text. Yeah, so I'll you send you a text with a, a a title that I just used for a talk, and we'll see what you think. And then you don't do whatever you want to do. But I'll send you something.
4: Awesome, Matt. Thank you so much for joining, me, man. And uh, everyone, his Instagram is at Matt Boudreau. Correct? Yes, sir. Correct. At Matt Boudreau. All right, Matt. Thank you so much. Uh, reach out anytime. I'll, I'll I'll love to bring you back on, bro. Awesome, brother. Appreciate All you. All right, man. Take it easy.
2: Order now